Hi, it's Dr. Rod Story with Mirror Medicine. Uh, glad to be back in the studio. Thanks for having me again. This is Neil Alcamendris. I'm hanging out with the doctor uh, in the studio. It I looks made like, it into uh, your uh, rotation. Perfect. Looks like uh, Gabe Wrench and uh, and the Chocolate Knox are out right now. Uh, you know when they what they what they say about that when the cats are away and the mice will play. <laughs> yeah, that's so we'll see if we can cause some havoc today and get into some something controversial. That's. That's pretty typical for yes. cross politics. Yep, we got the rowdy Christian, the fight, laugh, feast, and so what are we doing today? Fighting, laugh, well, um, I thought we'd talk a little bit about how to digest mainstream media medical articles because hey. we get bombarded by those, and uh, as a Christian, we we're we're surrounded by a culture that that wants to inform us with things that they think we should talk about, mm-hmm. uh, think about, mm-hmm. might change our opinions or our minds, or might even convince us that we're wrong. Right. And and we need to kind of be able to look at those in a wise and thoughtful way, and then and then actually look at what does God's word say about these things, because that's always where we go for truth. Right. That is pretty interesting, especially looking at the context that we're in right now. Medical seems to be a thing that's on everybody's mind. Well, it's used as a big hammer these days, and and I think you know when you talk about science, science seems to be uh, an authority on so much, and so when you just say, hey, scientific article says this. Uh, mainstream media expects you to turn on a dime and, and uh, change your behavior and, and, and fall in line. Um, we have to look a little bit deeper and look a little uh, wiser at these things. So we're going to jump in and talk about okay. an article that caught my attention this week. I sent it okay. to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you read the headline for it? Sure. Okay. It, says, it starts, no kidding. Rearing three or more children could make you literally lose your mind, comma, Study says. Yes, study says. And this is an interesting study, and it, it, it hit the uh, mainstream media all over the place. I, I saw it uh, all the way from Wall Street Journal to uh, CNN to a lot of mom's journals. I mean, it really was taken and, and shared all over the place like, oh, no, definitive, pay attention, almost like uh, sign, sign out, bridges out, and you, you better turn around and not head this way. Of course, uh, the 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 point of the whole article is to um, encourage women to not have a bunch of kids. Right. Uh, right. And, and, uh, can, I re- the, can I read? Okay. I think we should read at least yeah, the very please. beginning. Cause read look away. at this. Read away. He says, uh, having lots of kids could make you literally lose your mind. Columbia university researchers say rearing three or more children may spur the onset of cognitive decline or dementia later in life. According to the new study from Columbia's aging center, mailman school of public health and the university of Paris Dauphine. Um, Man, that sounds like some important people we should be paying attention to. I mean, Columbia university, that's in New York, everything good that comes Mm -hmm. out of New York, right? (laughs) Well, and this is interesting. So, so let's go a little deeper here because this is catching our attention, uh, and and a lot of uh, as we as we digest a culture that we're surrounded by, we can't help but be influenced by it. And so, we need to first off be paying attention and saying, "What mm-hmm. is this? Where is this coming from? Uh, is this even worth listening to?" Because sure. a lot of times, mainstream media will put something way out there, and it will these be this eye catching. Uh, title. I mean, this literally basically says your brain is going to turn to mush Correct. if you have a bunch of kids. Right, right. It says that having lots of kids would do yeah. that. And they're saying like three or more kids versus two children seem to have uh, a quote unquote negative effect on late life cognition, the equivalent of being 6.2 years older. Yeah. So basically you lose uh, or age yourself six years more than you should just by having that third child. Correct, yes. So the wise, the wise women out there are, are, are stopping it too, mm-hmm. uh, which just happens to be the same number of not 
causing population expansion. Interesting. Yes, with this whole sandemic that people have been discussing oh. about. And <laughs> just, okay, so let's look deeper because I think as Christians, we often take these titles or we can't help but see things going on in mom's groups on Facebook mm-hmm. and, and think, man, okay, maybe I need to be a little wiser. Maybe I need to go home and, and tell my husband, uh, sorry, we're, go get that vasectomy. We're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not being glib. I really do think that we're impacted by these things. So let's look at deeper at this. So this article actually is published in a journal called the Journal of Demography, which is actually out of Duke University. And it's, a, uh, it's actually published by the Population Association of America. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so why would the Population Association of America be publishing articles about whether a mother should have two or less kids? Right, it's very interesting. All right, let's go a little deeper. That Population Association of America, uh, if you can quickly Google and find Wikipedia, which is not always the source of everything true, but it certainly has some good data, says this. The Population Association of America was established uh, in 1930 uh, as a coalition Mm -hmm. of population scientists, birth control activists, immigration restrictionists, and eugenists. And it was started with funds secured by Margaret Sanger. No way. (laughs) Okay, who's that? Margaret Sanger. Yeah, of course. Margaret Sanger, the mother of uh, Planned Parenthood. Yeah, mother of Planned Parenthood, the mother of an extremely racist woman who uh, hated black and Hispanic kids and saw them as a scourge on the planet and so wanted to encourage these nameless masses to stop having kids. And she really wanted it because she she saw it as the, the solution to the non-white problem of the world. Correct. This woman is a mess. And right. this she is the foundation of this organization that mm-hmm. is producing this stuff. So direct line. Correct. This article that says you're going to lose your mind if you have more than two kids comes from an association that has direct ties to the abortion movement. Well... That should give us a pause. And really, this is not unusual. We have all these articles that hit mainstream media, and they they're purport to be written by, right. um, by, by experts in the field, but they're really um, puff pieces, and they're really put out as a way of, of, of bringing a, a message, a worldview that is wanting is directly contra- contradictory to, to many things that we know to be right and good. Dr. Story, the thing is, you're bringing that up, and we're having these things. No kidding. Uh, You can lose your mind, study says, Columbia University. Um, But nowhere in there am I seeing that this is connected. Uh, I'm not seeing those names. They're not laying it out. Hey, look, this is the Population Association of America. No, uh, it's just that this is Columbia University and and the magazine or the articles written by Duke University. And so those sound like very very uh, uh, astute places, Mm -hmm. ivory towers that we should be listening to. So this is not unusual. These are these are common circumstances, and a lot of what is called scientific uh, publications. Um, but if you look at this, this is an interesting. You can't even get the full article yet. It's it's actually been pushed off, and it won't be for, for full release for a couple of weeks. So you can't actually read it to go deeper on it. But they're basically saying that it's two uh, non physicians who took some time and and uh, drew some lines. But really what they did was they came with a bias already. They came with a bias that mm-hmm. having kids, that growing a population was a bad thing. And then they applied that and they looked for data points and this giant piece of data. And they basically cherry picked things that they thought sounded ominous and would carry a message and rather mm-hmm. than actually a straight line. So there is no data that uh, dementia is caused by 
carrying extra children. In fact, we'll take a look at some of the sure. uh, data and some of the medical aspects that are actually amazingly a blessing of having multiple children, even beyond three, four, five. Right, right. So as a Christian, uh, I would encourage you, um, before you start passing things around or getting afraid of things that you see in the, in the media, stop and say, where is this coming from? And then do your Google search. It's out there. It's not all that hard to, to go tracing and find. Before you get afraid, find a knowledgeable person that you can talk to, uh, a physician hopefully that is not all in. Um, and is willing to take a step back and say, where is this coming from? And how do we compare this to other things that we know? And I'm hearing you on that. The thing that's getting to me was I was reading this article, and as I was reading the article, it seemed uh, very (laughs) front-loaded, very front-loaded to kind of freak you out. And then as time was going on, I was starting to recognize it's starting the effects are strongest in Northern Europe, perhaps a higher fertility decreases, and they start breaking certain situations. Oh, wait, hold on a second. It seems as if it's mostly um, European. And then, and then well, and frankly, just- if you if you read in the article, and we'll include a link after our conversation, I'd encourage you to follow. They really uh, start getting into the weeds when they say, well, maybe it's because you don't have enough money, um, right. and that's why you don't have enough resources, and so it's bad for your brain down the way. They really start reaching deeply into their deep bias. <laughs> and, uh, and, and this is, this is just not unusual. So Christians be wise, right. Right. Uh, look deep, ask questions, and then step back and say, what is, what does scripture say? But before, <clears throat> before we get into that, I'm going to tell you that actually there's a huge body of literature, many, many decades of understanding of the benefits of women having children. And it is a dramatic thing. So here's a couple of things. And I will include an article that I'd love you to, to incur, encourage you to read through and consider how actually having children is a built-in blessing mm-hmm. for women and their bodies and their minds. Okay. A uh, couple of articles I read uh, talk about women who have children while they're actually going to college for uh, graduate degrees, that they actually achieve much higher. Wow, yeah, it's kind of fascinating, and, yeah. and, the, and the reality is that that our our, our women are amazing multitaskers, uh, and then when you add on uh, an extra skill or talent, there really is an amazing focus and blessing that comes from being able to do mu- multiple things together. Right, right. Uh, there is a, a a significant line between women who um, have ch- multiple children and those that score highly on empathy. Well, that's kind of a soft measurement, but you can imagine that women who are pouring themselves out for children are learning how to care better for others. And that is an essential aspect of what our culture needs. But let's go deeper actually to physical things. Um, We know that there is a dramatic, and I'm not talking small, but a dramatic difference in disease risk for a couple of, uh, well, let me just give you a couple of basics. We know that women who have two or more children are at half the likelihood of having multiple sclerosis than women who don't. Wow. That's a, that's a dramatic risk, and that's talking about those northern Europeans where the risk is highest. Uh, we, we don't know if that's a vitamin D issue or if it's a, a part of our uh, the heritage that, that is in that gene pool, right. but there is a dramatic decrease. There is 35% less likelihood of dealing with heart disease or stroke if you have two you, or more children. So less because heart disease sounds like a stress factor. And as they were just trying to say yeah, earlier, you think, you're, you think you're going crazy over here because yeah. you have to chase all these kids around. No, we know that it's uh, it's actually a, a significant prevention that men just aren't lucky enough to have. We, 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 uh, we age a lot faster <laughs> than our wives. Um, and and uh, they 
they're protected quite well, and, and it really is directly tied to pregnancy. Even more unique is, is cancers that women often are concerned about, breast cancer and uterine cancer. The comparisons between women that don't have children or have just a couple of children and women who have many children is a significant difference in the rates of breast cancer and uterine cancer. It really makes a significant difference in reducing those 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 risks. So, I mean, wow. here we have one tiny article that that actually is looking at data points and trying to massage them and picking out cherry picking one thing that they say hmm, maybe uh, if you have a bunch of kids you might have Alzheimer's early. It actually flies in the face of a huge amount of information that we understand that's much stronger that indeed. Having children and having multiple children right. is a significant blessing to women's bodies and their minds. Okay, so you're positing this, okay, yes. that it's, it's good for you. And hey, Christian, listen, you know, as a doctor, as a medical doctor, this is good for you. But then these other individuals, and yeah, we're seeing they have their kind of stance. And ultimately, it was because of it's a eugenesis, genesis, I guess. And well, we, we know that uh, there's an enemy out there, an enemy uh, of our world and of our souls. And that is Satan. And what does Satan hate? He hates life. And he is uh, directly an enemy of the woman and her seed. That goes back to Genesis 3. And we know that that ultimately is an enemy of Christ, but also an enemy of children and child-rearing. And so, of course, we have a world that is full of foolishness that is wanting to destroy our understanding of what is good and right. Mm-hmm. And what a more um, basic and an essential understanding of our Christian um, worldview than to go after the idea of raising children and having them. Um, if we're convinced that that uh, avoiding having children is is a essential blessing to us, then we are really missing out on what God says the world is all about. So, how would you encourage people then to be able to go into this world? You know, seeing yeah. medical articles. Uh, Watching that, how do you assess, I guess, what you're seeing then is like a worldview thing? Absolutely. Uh, absol- like a, a, a war of, of worldviews. But, you know, do we think about that when we're seeing mom blogs or when we're seeing any kind of thing on the Internet? Well, brothers and sisters, let me encourage you. Be wise. Be wise as snakes. Uh, we know that this world is really actually um, our adversary. And there are there is an enemy that masquerades as an angel of light. Um, so you have to be wise. You have to ask the question, who is behind this? What are they trying to say? And don't just take things at face value. But let me encourage you to go further. Be steeped in the word. What, is, what does the word say about having children? Right. What are some things that come to mind when you think children? What does, that come, what does the Bible have to say? I think often of the um, arrows. Like, oh, yeah. Child is an arrow. You know, yeah, that's arrow, right out of Psalm 127. It says, you know, uh, blessed is the man whose quiver is full. It's full of them. But it steps back one further, and it says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, mm-hmm. and the fruit of the womb is a reward. So women, having children is a reward to you. Man, what a mess we are in this world where we tend to say, oh, children, they're such a burden. Uh, and, and we tend to see them as this, uh, net negative in so many cases, or like, hey, we can tolerate having a, a couple, but man, after that, I'm done. Uh, men and women, be convinced and be in the word as to what is actually blessings and what is made here. I mean, I also think of Genesis 2, where it says it's one of our jobs, it's a mandate be fruitful and multiply. And multiply. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of an essential aspect of what Adam and Eve were told to do, which is to take dominion and to fill the earth and fill it with living souls 
fill it with children that would that would uh, that, they, that we would have a responsibility to teach to f- follow in God's good ways. It seems very interesting that from that article that you were bringing up and the way that that's speaking, if you are in God's word, that should create a dissonance when mm. someone is speaking to you a different truth. Like this is how things are. Studies have said science says. I saw that on another article. Science, science says. says and. Um, when we're hearing that, and we love science, you know, Christianity is a very scientific thing. You know, uh, uh, science. Yes, I science have, I is I a very uh, <laughs> Christian so, practice. Science follows because we live in a in a predictable, knowable uh, world that we can study it here and know that it's going to be the same over here. And why? Because we live in a world that is made by a predictable, knowable faithful Savior who reveals himself to us, a God who has made us and invites us to know his world. So yes, science flows right out of a faithful understanding of Christianity. But science is also a term that's now used to hammer and to create and to twist truth and to, and to try and um, convince us that that what we know is right and good. So be in the word. You know, and there's another, I mean, we're talking about women who are thinking, oh man, the end of my life, I could end up with a mind. And even if this article is touching on something that is true about our broken world, we also need to be remembering what is it that these children are when we come to the end of our life. And I can't help but think of Proverbs 17 when it talks about that grandchildren are a crown to the old, right. a crown to the aged. Right, right. Uh, I've, I have uh, cared for people through emergency rooms, through hospitals, and I've seen so many um, sad souls that have chosen not to have children and now are alone and are missing that crown. And they're, they may have all of their faculties. They may be sharp as a tack, but they are also isolated. They're without um, the joy that, this, that is a gift from our good creator good creator, these grandchildren and the great-grandchildren. Right, right. Let's see if we could talk about I remember I was going through the Proverbs, and there, I think there was a discussion there about like how a wise son or a wise child, that child is like medicine to you. you mm. know, I think that not being alone, we're talking about people with the COVID situation dying alone. or Why, why is it that uh, the, the depression or the loneliness is actually one of the key things that cause a person um, with any kind of ailment to get even worse? But how God created this idea of if you were to cultivate and plant these seeds early, if you were to have these arrows, you could go to war with these sicknesses way in your, you know, when you get into yeah. your older age because you have this, um, these kids. And, and the kids are just part of the blessing. Part of it also comes from us doing and following what God has given us as a task to do, which are essential ways of fulfilling who we are and what we're made to be. I, I, I'm going to put in a plug for Toby. Toby uh, Sumter, pastor of my church at King's Cross, um, gave a, a fabulous sermon this weekend um, that I'd encourage you to go track down on the, on the uh, glory of womanhood, where he talks about just this, that, that uh, one of the remarkable things that women are given is this ability to bear and to care for souls, eternal souls, children that are, I mean, everything else in our world falls away. I, I can't help but think of a, a quote by Jim Elliott. Do you remember uh, Jim Elliott? Know who right. that guy is? Yes, I do. I know Jim Elliott. Yes. Uh, he, he, he said this, and, and I remember hearing it back in, in college, and I, I think it's regularly put on T-shirts, and probably for a good reason. And he said this, he, he, who is a, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Even if child-rearing ultimately takes 
and wears out our body, which, man, if you're a father like me, if you're a mother like my wife, you end the day and you go, I don't have anything left. Mm. Man, I'm just ready to hit the sack. I'm, I'm so tired. Lord, help me. Um, raising, raising children, raising teenagers. I now have adults in my home who are now raising the next generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's a remarkable um, and challenging role to be father and grandfather. It, it leaves me uh, at times knowing I'm at the end of myself. And yet, um, I think this is ultimately the, the secret sauce. We are in uh, a world that, that flies in the face of what human wisdom is. Human wisdom would say, grab on to all you can. This is all we've got. Uh, we got to scrap for every little brain cell that we might maintain to our end of our years. We, we, we want to make sure that we have all this time and money to ourselves. I really think that right. drives a lot of our culture right now Absolutely. is this idea where you've got you've to fight for every scrap because you're going to lose it all. Right. And yet we know as believers what comes next. There's another world and this is a world that, that lasts forever. This right. is a world of eternal pleasures, and it's a world of being together with those souls that we've raised and that we've encouraged and, and exhorted to follow in God's good path. Um, we would be wise to pour ourselves out for that, and even if it means we end up empty at the end of it. Let me end with, uh, with this um, Bible verse that I read out of 1 Corinthians as I was thinking about this, where we are faced with, this world that is trying to give us their wisdom and where we are having to be very, very different. And this says, Paul says this, Let no one deceive you. If any of you thinks that he is wise in this age, he should become a fool so that he might become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. We are, we are fools for Christ. And we're sure. fools for things that make no sense, that we're pouring ourselves up that we're giving ourselves away, that we're saying, my life for yours, like Doug Wilson says, that we're um, ending our lives knowing, man, I I gave it all away um, because we know that there's a much greater treasure, a treasure in heaven. Amen. Yes, go have some children and uh, um, make sure you're getting help with your church, with your family, because you can't do it alone and lean on the Holy Spirit and grow up together.